this episode, I will be discussing training and different perspectives and philosophies uh, from my personal experience, uh, as well as uh, some observations as well. Uh, So with training in baseball, I found that we have shifted to a tendency to promote powerlifting, strength training, as opposed to stamina training and endurance training. Um, And the reason for this is there's been what I call a quick sprint or the uh, ramp and go of gaining performance and increasing performance by doing these power lifts and strength training exercises to enhance performance. So there's a lot of deadlifting, power clinging, um, and other things going on to promote possible increases in velocity, exit velocity, etc. And while strength is important, um, I think the definition of strength itself be skewed and uh, misinterpreted or interpreted per the individual based on what they believe strength means. For many, strength is a number. How much do you bench? How much do you deadlift? How much do you squat? And the higher the weight, the perception is you have more strength. The dilemma is where does this strength translate into baseball performance or baseball specific responsibilities are these strength numbers translating into increasing performance at a high enough margin to justify the style of training or the training itself and the energy the recovery etc so with training I've found that uh, finding a a balance between endurance and stamina as well as um, proper strength in specific areas that are baseball specific to be enhanced and utilized is the key factor in determining whether or not a player will have the necessary physical attributes and conditioning to perform at a high level consistently over time. In my opinion, baseball is a marathon sport. It's 162 games over approximately 225 to 237 to 40 days throughout the year at a 365. Roughly about four, three to four months, depending on playoffs and um, World Series continued baseball uh, is the quota for the amount of time the average professional baseball player has to uh, recover where there's light training if no training at all and then uh, beginning training acclimation working on skills improving performance uh, whether it's incorporating a new pitch a new swing etc to potentially enhance their performance come the new season Uh, so that's about three to four months of training and you've got the window of acclimation in the beginning. Then you've got about 12 weeks of uh, 
enhancing performance and improving skills and then you're refining back to your um, consistent body composition nutrition and um, familiarity of what you know works for you as far as a baseball player and what you have to do to be ready or at least feel ready going into either spring training high school season college season uh, etc usually mid-february so with that strength training and perspective from the last uh, podcast so we talked about strength training powerlifting as well as the time frame for skills acquisition building um, strength or incorporating some type of new movement or process to enhance performance from my experience Once you've acquired strength to perform at a high level, it becomes a maintenance issue. It doesn't necessarily become a building issue. Uh, With young players, we're obviously trying to build baseball-specific strength to enhance baseball-specific skills to consistently produce baseball-specific results. Um, But at some point, the strength parameters are going to level out and there's no more room to climb and at some point it's not about climbing it's about refining Um, and this comes down to assessing yourself going what are you good at what are you not so good at or what do you suck at and then dictating you know what am i good at why am i good at it how do i continue to be good at it how do i sharpen these skills that have gotten me to where i am continue to improve on these skills to continue my performance and continue building towards enhancing my performance as well as what are you not so good at what do you suck at and then evaluating if whatever it is that you suck at is it worth spending time on to enhance your performance i'll give you an example if you have a hard fastball good curveball wipeout slider is a changeup necessary? You know, the changeup is not your best pitch. It sucks. Um, but is it worth the time working on that as opposed to using that time, refining the skills or the strengths you're good at? Um, if it is, then that's definitely something to allot time for and to um, generate a process towards improving the, the changeup to enhance your skill set. Uh, the same thing applies for training you know there's what is the window for a deadlift strength number or a number itself to determine that you are strong enough same thing for power cling Uh, same thing for a back squat when is it enough before you decide okay where do i go from here i can squat 400 power cling 250 deadlift 450 500 and yet i'm still throwing 88 Um, are those lifts really enhancing my performance and in my opinion no 
This is because at no point during performance, especially as a pitcher or hitter or even running the bases or fielding a ball, am I moving at the pace of moving heavy weight, nor am I straining my body and my muscles in a contracted fashion the same as I would with these lifts during any part of baseball other than the potential brawl to pull somebody off or lift somebody up or um, put myself in a position to protect myself or protect a teammate or or to try to defuse a situation and hold somebody back Um, and if we're training for these these brawls um, maybe we should be training MMA as opposed to powerlifting and strength training. Um, I would actually recommend MMA over powerlifting and strength training as this teaches you how to use your body through space, especially um, your non-dominant side. Uh, Because as pitchers and hitters, most hitters who aren't switch hitters, uh, we're doing the same movement, only utilizing um, one side of our body. Uh, example, a righty pitcher isn't going to throw lefty uh, very often. There are a few that do, um, but it's atypical. So with that, that baseball is a marathon sport. Um, I believe we should be utilizing marathon-like principles, processes, training strategies, recovery strategies to help enhance our performance we look at some of the responsibilities for baseball players on the field it's standing for an extended period of time acute mental focus and awareness uh, of oneself emotionally as well as the environment and also um, having acute mental and emotional awareness of how uh, you delegate yourself and interact with other players opposing players, coaching staffs, fans, uh, managerial positions, uh, staff members, and presenting yourself in a way that's respectable and professional uh, while also staying true to yourself. That's a a tough balance for some trying to figure out uh, what is acceptable, what is too much, and uh, what is professional enough to deem worthy of, okay, this guy gets it and um, still has a personality because it's easy to fall into the trap of a robot and feel like you can't be yourself when you're trying to get a spot, especially moving up to the professional ranks and further into the um, major league status. But also we have to look at the endurance and stamina side of, you know, especially if you're a position player, you're on the field for anywhere from as little as an hour and a half to potentially four hours on your feet, on cleats, um, in a game, mentally taxing and physically taxing. And that doesn't include pre-game, BP, um, pre-workouts, pre-stretching, specific routines per the individual to get ready for a game, stretching, Whirlpool, manual therapy, whatever it may be, that leads leads up to that. So it's a long process of of preparing yourself to 
go into a game and then continue your highest level of performance um, over an extended period of time. How this correlates and how this translates in comparison to powerlifting, um, strength training, bodybuilding, uh, other sports similar to is that these athletes, you know, especially like NFL, uh, they're competing either once a week or once every few months or once a year um, for a short period of time. So football players are showing up once a week to play a game. Uh, granted, they have practice, but it's not the same as a game where baseball is a game continuously um, for an extended period of time with travel days and a few off days here and there to allow recovery and a break from the daily grind and routine. Uh, bodybuilding it depends on what type of uh, rank you are or how high you are in the system of performing but typically it's one show or potentially two shows a year in which you the the athlete stands on the on the stage and poses um, there's not a lot of lateral um, vertical movement or adaptation reaction um, it's a lot of posing and no discredit to bodybuilding there is an extreme amount of discipline to bodybuilding for that sport so I'm just giving parameters and um, comparisons to that style of training and that sport itself uh, into baseball powerlifting as well powerlifting competitions uh, if you look at Olympic sports if you look at powerlifting um, events it's a few times a year if not every four years in the Olympic standpoint um, to compete and it's only for a short period of time no discredit to these athletes what they do is tremendous and uh, it takes a lot of training a lot of uh, mental fortitude just like anything to be at an elite level and showcase uh, elite skills is not an overnight thing that everybody can just step into and do there is a process there is training there is ups and downs and adversity it's very difficult. So that being said, as a, as a baseball player, I feel endurance and stamina as well as maintaining baseball-specific strength to adequately recover consistently over time, whether that's nutrition, workouts, mobility, uh, stability work, body control, spatial awareness, proprioception, uh, mental training, routines, Planning, you know, I think planning is overlooked as far as what is your day-to-day -day process, especially when you're on the road or you get into season. Having a schedule and having an idea of an itinerary helps you to plan around where you're going to fit in your training and your preparation to get ready. You know, most baseball players I've seen and, and I've been a part of as well, they have a... Um, strength facility a weight training facility that they attend they do a workout from an hour and a half to two and a half hours depending on what they're doing mobility foam roll um, arm care strength lifts um, they try to increase weight prs are a heavy emphasis um, to help with motivation and then um, 
you know, end with some stretching or mobility, potentially some manual therapy, and then call it a day. Uh, potentially throwing at some point, especially getting closer to season. Uh, maybe there's a an off day, so you have an A, B, C day, so you have A is upper core and other stuff, and then B is lower core and light upper, and then C is um, sprint work and agility, and then you go A, B again, C, and then you have an off day so on a seven day period you have abc abc off which is usually a monday to sunday circuit where typically sunday is a a recommended off day based on just the business side of scheduling and working with uh, gyms and availability because um, especially on their end the people working there definitely want a day off too uh, at some point to recharge and reevaluate and potentially work on whatever they're working on so this ABC um, is pretty standard in the baseball community, mixing in whatever throwing program progression for the individual or uh, new program they're introduced to or something new they want to try, whether it's um, something they've seen, something they've been given, something they want to try out, somebody, something somebody uh, used word of mouth from, uh, little tips from you know, potential pros or somebody else who's done the throwing program, uh, whatever specific for the individual. But I feel like we're we're not utilizing the marathon side of training as far as um, designing a routine that's adequate for giving consistent progress towards improving the cardiovascular side of performance or the conditioning side of performance um, I going into a season um, would prefer to be in better cardio shape than I would strength shape and I've done these tests with myself that I know that I can get in the strength shape I need within a week um, if not 10 days where I know I can hit my cues and uh, strength numbers and parameters doing my specific lifts to gauge and I call them checkpoints to say all right I'm sustaining uh, this is my soreness and recovery I can still move and perform these tasks um, I know I'm there strength wise and that's not an issue if my velocity drops or my um, I get you know fatigued quickly or I'm doing something baseball specific and I feel like I'm not utilizing enough of my strength or uh, I don't look a certain way that I want to look as far as physique and that's the bodybuilding side of um, just presenting yourself as looking like an athlete aesthetically so uh, for me for seven to ten days you know that's a small parameter where you know getting in cardiovascular shape takes a significant amount of time to acclimate more than <clears throat> the physical training side and that's just me there could be athletes out there who have not acquired the strength or have not built their self-awareness to know what their strength parameters are and their checkpoints are so that they can say all right i'm at this point i know where i am my strength numbers are good 
let me go into my cardio, let me go into my marathon specific for baseball specific responsibilities and evaluate where I'm at with that. Um, and then it transitions into the mechanical side, you know, what's your routine? Um, how do you feel? What's your mobility in your shoulder? What's your mobility in your uh, spine, your thoracic mobility, your hip mobility? How well do you control your muscular and skeletal frame. Um, how well is your coordination, your proprioception? Uh, what are your effort levels? What's your speed? What are your cues and checkpoints when you go out of whack? And what do you want to stay in towards? And what's your progressions as you're building up into getting ready to throw at your highest performance? So, you know, having these plans of, of, of knowing not only your strength numbers, but your cardio numbers, or I call them marathon numbers, and then um, evaluating your mechanical side of things as well uh, is super important. And then transitioning from that as well into an addition is obviously your mental preparation. You know, what are your mental checkpoints? What are your mental cues? What are your playlists for songs? What's your nutrition? What's your routine? What about your interactions with, if you have a significant other, wife, children? Uh, do you call your parents between games, starts, whatever it may be? Do you listen to some motivational music or um, information on YouTube or whatever it may be? Uh, what is your preparation mentally and what's your mental status and um, presentation? for your performance um, I think having that awareness as well and then transitioning from the mental side is also the emotional side so what is your emotional intent what is your emotional awareness and status of yourself and how you want to not only present yourself in a professional manner uh, especially from the um, professional uh, baseball side of things the college side of things high school side of things whatever environment you're in and whatever you're trying to achieve or sustain, uh, what's your go-to emotional um, status as far as how are you going to present yourself or what are your tendencies or how do you react to certain stimulus or people or negative reinforcement, criticism, new environments, um, lack of sleep, uh, disagreements, agreements, no conflict and then um, heavy conflict or you're coming off a rough start or you're coming off a good start what's your emotional um, awareness what's your presentation and status of yourself to be consistent within your baseball specific responsibilities and also enhancing yourself as a player so these are just some things that I've acquired and observed and experienced over my career and I continue to train to not only present to all of you listening, but to also present to myself to learn more about me. Um, I think that self-improvement, self-awareness, and the self-journey is, is super important. It's, it's fun, it's frustrating, it's, um, it's difficult at times learn a lot about yourself once you start to micromanage and define what's happening throughout your day and you start to spec out in detail 
what am I doing from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep? What am I eating? What am I drinking? What am I feeling? What am I listening to? What am I watching? Uh, What are my routines? What's my game plan? Uh, What's my throwing program? What are my evaluations, post-throwing, pre-throwing? And then I think something just to close here that's super important. If you're very adamant about baseball and you want to help your progression a little bit faster is to teach others. When you begin to change mentalities and modes from the player side to the coaching side and you get communication and feedback from another player and you understand their perspective about certain things and you're giving them cues, they're giving you responses. It helps me to define, okay, this is a potential difficult point that this player has uh, struggled with and is still struggling with. How do I find a common um, base of communication to relay what I'm trying to transcribe to him so that he can be better? And then I also learn from other players about their feel, their control, what are their game plan strategies, mentalities. Um, And it helps me to formulate the psychological side of things to uh, infiltrate and give little tips about how to present information in a way that I believe will help them progress faster. Um, Some guys respond to, so an example, some guys respond to yelling uh, to the player it amps them up, they focus more. Some guys, you if you yell at, they're gonna fold like a napkin and, and bury themselves in a cave and, and feel super insecure and doubtful about their abilities. So it's being able to also read uh, people and players that I feel really helps their progression about how you can um, approach another athlete and learn from them. Um, and so too. To close at the end, here's just kind of a, something I, I feel is super important is I've seen throughout my career playing and coaching that there's always something to learn from good players and bad players, um, something that is super significant. So whether it's something to be aware of to not do that maybe a not so good or bad player, or terrible player does. I can say, okay, if I'm doing that, I might be going down the wrong path. I may need to switch my gears. I might have just been uh, out to lunch for a little bit, not as focused. And then talking to good players or good moraled or, um, you know, self-motivated and disciplined players, um, there's usually something they're really, really good at. There's something that they're really uh, proficient at. And so I will absorb and, and observe and say, what is it they're good at? Why are they good at it? What makes them so good? Does that help me? Does it translate to me that I could possibly incorporate what they do or a little bit of their process or routine or mental strategy or training or um, nutrition or sleep aids or whatever it may be and go, oh, wow, I never thought of that or I didn't see it that way that whatever they do or they feel helps them with, um, with anything, especially recovery, um, may also help me and aid me in my performance. So these are just some things that I think are, are very influential and I think will help you in the process. Uh, as always, <clears throat> keep training 
I'll see you boys out there. Thank you.